sort of think of it as a nightmare in progress. Everything you pray for. You are all my children now. It's an honor. Hello, and welcome to the Debate of the Dead podcast. I hope you remember to check the back seat, because today we are talking about Urban Legend from 1998. This is one of those 90s teen slashers that is exists basically in the shadow of Scream. After Scream came out, there was this boom of clone-like movies that revolved around like a pretty young cast, a mystery killer, and uh, like... The doors that scream open. This is the faculty urban legend. I know what you did last summer. It's another one of those 90s teen slashers. But that doesn't mean that it's bad by any means. This is actually quite a... I thought this movie held up extremely well. Um, I have not seen this movie since I was a child. So I... I remembered how it literally the opening scene where the woman's in the car and there's someone in the back seat, And I remembered the end with Rebecca Gayhart being camp goddess royalty in the end so here with me to discuss urban legend is my other creep excuse me cream of the crop tier patron scott how are you hello hi i'm doing great how are you i'm great i'm so happy to finally have you on i know this is so fun yeah this is this is gonna be a good one i've been excited to get you on have you talk about some movies so uh yeah why don't you tell me a little bit about your history with this movie are you familiar with it have you seen it like one time have you seen it a bunch of times what is your background with urban legend uh this was uh one that i definitely grew up with uh i mean that kind of you know mid 90s uh, late 90s era of slashers was a big one for me um, being a, a huge Scream fan, this kind of just came right along after it. And I just ate these up all these. Yeah. I know what you did last summer, Valentine, Urban Legend. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just always been one of my favorites and kind of what you already spoke to. I think a lot of it has to do with Rebecca Gayhart's performance. I mean, absolutely, she's just full camp. I mean, I I think I'm, this would be a great like drag number. It like would. A I'm, I'm a little upset that I like remembered she was the killer because I would have been so gagged at the end if it just <laughs> unplayed played out the way it did. But it, it was one of those factoids that I just never forgot. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, Urban Legend, that's the one where Rebecca Gayhart's the killer. So. <laughs> but yeah, uh, this one's just always been it's always been one of my favorite slashers and um, I just think it's a lot of fun and we'll get into it. You know, it's yeah. it's maybe not the most original thing, but I think they're executing everything they're doing very well. And if you look more into the history of the film, uh, the director is a huge horror fan. And so he's right. definitely yeah, the director nodding. story is wild. Yeah. He's nodding to horror films throughout the whole thing. And yes, Absolutely. very much Scream. And so yep. people like to say it's a ripoff of Scream. I don't agree with that. I think it's just very heavily influenced by Scream. Yeah, um, it's definitely not a ripoff because what this movie yeah. does is instead of weaponizing horror movie tropes and, um, you know, that kind of thing that Scream does, this one, I mean, it's called Urban Legend. It it models itself after urban legends that people most likely have heard or know of before, like someone's in the back seat um a woman a woman's in the car back seat and uh the car behind her is honking at her and she thinks it's like 
someone trying to attack her or hurt her, but really that person's trying to warn her that there's a suspicious stranger in the back seat. And there is the uh, dog in the microwave, like the dripping noises, and it ends up being the bloody dog. There's the, um, there's so many, and I'm blanking on all the different like urban legends, but the, uh, the kidney in the ice bath, like they're all the, all those little stories you've heard or seen referenced in media throughout time uh, play into the MO of the killer here, which I think is pretty cool. That's like kind of a unique spin. Absolutely. And I was re watching an interview with the producers and the directors and, and they were talking about how when the script came through, um, uh, Silvio Hortas, uh, the screenwriter, yeah. um, and this was his first big movie. And when the script came through, they were like, whoa, this is brilliant idea. Right. Like, why has no one ever done this before? Just yeah. this whole MO of, of using these urban legends as, ki as killing mechanisms so it's honestly pretty um, smart and i will say yeah. uh, one thing i didn't remember about this movie is that the kills are really good and creative like there are some pretty baller <laughs> kill scenes in this movie that i like while i was re-watching it i was like whoa i don't remember that why is this not on like yeah. more lists and more talked about more because there's i mean Someone gets killed with like the tire spikes at some point. And I was like, whoa, yep. <laughs> there's some really cool <laughs> kills in this movie. There's some really cool kills while also really not being that bloody or gory. It's, it's not. Um, it's not. It's, it's really not. A lot of it's implied. Yeah. Um, but the but 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 they they do it so well that you think it's a lot more visceral than it really is. Right. Uh, which right. I think is brilliant. I think that's a really unique um like approach to take that you don't mm -hmm. always see often it's kind of bold especially for an r-rated movie but at the same time i'm not mad about it because like gore doesn't make the movie good by just existing it can add to it or it can hinder a movie but in this case i think the level of like blood and violence they went for is fine mm -hmm. absolutely also makes it a little bit more like accessible because not everybody wants to see like hardcore gore like every like the gore hound horror fans so it makes it a little bit more accessible to a wider audience knowing that mm -hmm. the violence is like stomachable you know yeah um but yeah so let's get into this movie so right off the bat it starts off with a woman driving her car singing along to the radio, which is like really <laughs> funny because she's singing so terribly, but it's also so that's what makes it so relatable. Like who hasn't just belted nonsense in their car like that? I know I have, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, this opening is great. Um, we love a cold I love open. this use of love a cold open. Love the love this use of Bonnie Tyler's Total Eclipse of the Heart. Yep. Um, yep. It's great. And did you get did you pick up on the lyrics? relation to the to the situation because it's like because the, the whole, whole like, song turn is around. turn around <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. I, I mean it's I love just some dramatic irony like that <laughs> yeah i love that and honestly i never really thought about that until a recent viewing and i was like oh that's just a fun little it's a fun little nod it's um, a it almost is the same energy as jamie kennedy being like look behind you jamie like, yes very oh, much you very much you jamie kennedy <laughs> so uh yeah as you sing like, off key please yeah turn as around. you sing off key oh my god imagine <laughs> rebecca gayhart and that parka in the backseat just being like this bit that's why she killed her she was like i can't take this anymore she's like this has to stop <laughs> can't take any more of this shit <laughs> But yes, this woman is driving her car in the back seat and uh, or in the in the front seat, and she's just driving. 
and we see that whole legend play out like she goes for to stop for gas and then like creepy looking dude is uh, i don't even know how to describe his actions because they're not great we could have maybe used our words to signify what was happening but then there wouldn't have been a movie so i understand why he was acting creepy the way he was well and they they do set up i mean this this man obviously he has a stutter and he he has a speech impediment yeah so so that is i think so i think that's exactly i think that fact of that character is exactly why this scene works is because he can't just say it um he clearly has some speech issues some probably some i mean he seems a little um, you know awkward socially awkward so i I think it totally works for the scenario yeah absolutely and he he's like this guy is like pushed up on her car glass and he's like trying to tell her something but the woman just um takes it as like a threatening attack or something like she just gets very uncomfortable with the situation and wants to jet out of there like she's not having it. it's also like pouring rain of course because dramatics mm-hmm. <laughs> and she she bolts out of there and then as she drives away the guy finally yells there's someone in the back seat and so at that point you're like whoa that was not he wasn't trying to attack her he was trying to help her and warn her and this woman driving the car is none the wiser and because of this fact she we see a parka wearing axe wielding person figure rise from the back seat and i think the shot of the axe swiping is pretty stylistic she the woman catches a glimpse of the killer in the back seat and then you just see the axe go through the car window in like slow motion i think that's really cool it's like mm-hmm. a little unique way to start it off yeah and um again kind of speaking to the holding back on the violence um the director um said that he did not want to see because originally in the script you actually see the beheading mm-hmm. and her head oh, like okay. rolls out the window oh, and like okay. rolls down the street yeah yeah, yeah. um but they, he decided he really wanted to lean more into the suspense and more into the, like, your mind filling in the gaps. And so he said, we we shouldn't see the axe actually touch her neck. Yeah. Um, but it should all be implied in the storytelling. Um, and I think that it's, it's done really well in the edit with her turning around and then you see the see the axe yeah, come yeah. through and the window and everything. And let's, let's talk about this director for a second. So this director, mm-hmm. to my understanding, his name is uh, uh, off the top of my head, fuck. Um, Jamie Blanks. Jamie Blanks, that's right. I knew it was Jamie something. This, from my understanding, this director had no previous works whatsoever and took upon this project, like not having a resume. That's kind of directorial debut like what a movie to do it with is and what a cast to do it with i mean jared leto's in this movie mm-hmm. rebecca gayhart who was just just out of scream 2 loretta divine i did not remember that loretta divine was in this movie so i got really yeah. happy when i saw yeah. her and she like saves the day in the end so i got happy about that uh joshua jackson's here tara reed is here for some reason and robert england makes a cameo brad dorif makes a cameo mm-hmm. daniel harris makes a cameo so like what a undertaking for a directorial debut yeah, this is really uh, all stars of horror, really. It and really so for, is. Uh, yeah, for a director's debut who is a horror fan, like I imagine this was just the coolest thing. And do you know the story about how he got the job? Because that's really cool too. Fill me in. I want to. I want to hear about it. So, so he uh, he had made a student film, I guess, in film school called Silent Caller. Okay. Um, and uh, 
a producer from uh, from Propaganda Films had seen it and was really impressed with it. And so Jamie actually got sent the scripts for both Scream and I Know What You Did Last Summer. Oh. Um, to be like, hey, take a look at these. Like, what could you do with them? Right. And he um, he ended up making a fake trailer for I Know What You Did oh, Last Summer. Oh, that's right. The fake trailer. Um, okay. I heard a little bit yeah. about this. Yeah, so he made this fake trailer just based on the script, and you can see clips of it on YouTube. Right. Um, and it's really fucking cool. Like, it looks very much like what I know what you last summer turned into. Right. Like, um, and I they were so impressed with trailer. it. Yeah. But they were so impressed with it. But at the time, they had already hired Jim Gillespie, who's the I know what you yep. summer director. And so they were like, all right, but we're going to give you the next thing. Okay. And so then okay. when they got Urban Legend, they gave him Urban Legend. Oh, so, very um, cool. Really cool. Yeah. Shows, but the, shows the trailers, the yeah, the trailers cool though. There's a, there's like an edit of it, a fan edit of it because there's not a full length version, but right. there's a fan edit of it on YouTube. Okay, um, that you can check out. That's but awesome. Yeah, it's a fun little gonna, story. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to check that out. And that's, I love the art of filmmaking. Like I just that guy's mm-hmm. Jamie Blank's life changed forever after that. I mean, that's, yep. that's awesome. I'm glad the hard work paid off and. I, from what I understand, he didn't exactly go on to have the most lucrative directing career after that. But I mean, this movie still is like beloved and is a kind of a cult movie, a little bit of a class. Like some people like it, some people don't. But for the most part, it's yeah. generally received well and people at least know about it. It's at yeah. least a movie people have heard of. So, I mean, that alone is impressive. Not all directors get that. So I'm like mind blown by the fact that this guy was able to. <laughs> do that yeah another fun thing about this opening too is which calls back to scream a little bit is um so the actress is uh natasha gregson wagner okay and at this time who and she's the daughter of natalie wood okay um uh esteemed you know old school actress natalie wood of course yes but so she had um she at this time she was actually one of the more well-known people in this movie right Um, right. she was in lost highway um she was in buffy the vampire slayer the movie Mm -hmm. Uh, she was in a few other things in 97 so uh she was kind of a bigger name and so this was actually a little bit like the drew barrymore of it all of of putting this main this well-known actress in this first role and then killing her off so kind of another little bit of a nod to how they did it with with scream yeah it's really cool and i like it's a trend that i think is uh it's pretty cool like having a big name celebrity in the opening only to kill them like it's 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 been mm-hmm. done certainly mostly by scream and oh yeah scream adjacent movies oh, yeah. but when it does happen it's kind of cool and it, it it does you know do well in setting this the the message that the stakes are the stakes are high and that bets are off you know all bets are off all bets are off so after uh, but yeah that's yeah. just a wrap i'm sorry just are, no, are we moving away from the opening scene I just yeah. want to say that that's go ahead. The, 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 the shot where she drives away and Brad Dorif is in the the rain mm-hmm. and he says the someone's in the back seat. I mean, that moment chilled me to my bone as a child. And it still, is, I think, is. is an extremely effective scene. Yeah. It's just so it's just like hearing this hearing this news too late it's like oh it's too late for her like yeah she's, like she's she just, dead no. it, it, um, it provides that like dreadful feeling where you just kind yeah, of sink your stomach tr- and you're like yes. this girl's in trouble yeah 
dread. It's just like yeah. your your heart just kind of drops to your stomach in that moment. And it's one of my favorite opening scenes uh, of a horror movie. It's awesome. It's a really it's a strong opening. I I do think it is, and it keeps it keeps you engaged. It it kind of um, I like a movie that starts off right in the action. You know, we get like pedal to the metal. We are we already know that like this opening scene establishes that there's a killer. They wear an axe. They wear the the big jacket and cover their face with like a ski mask. And we know like it establishes that we're watching a whodunit movie. It just mm-hmm. it just shows us what we're in for, and I. I like it. I like it. I like this opening. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm pro urban <laughs> legend opening. Uh, but after the opening, we kind of start meeting our principal cast that we're going to be with for the movie. And I think they're at a party, right? Right before they call into the radio station. Uh, so we first go to the radio station where Tara oh, Reed is, and then the okay, others are radio at, uh, first. The others are at like the the student coffee shop, like the student right. union coffee shop or whatever right. on campus. Yeah, yeah, because we're following some college kids. And Tara Reed's yes. funny in this role. She's like, because at first I was like, oh yeah, she's here, and um, like it, it, she's fine in the in the radio booth and everything. She's having a funny conversation about someone calls in about like swallowing somebody's kids and is like concerned about it, which is pretty yeah. funny. And watching her <laughs> navigate that conversation was was pretty hilarious. And um, you know, she would go on to be a Sharknado star. So seeing her and. Urban legend is pretty funny. <laughs> to see where she got her start. <laughs> I actually really like Tara Reed in this role. I think yeah. that I think she's I think she does I think she does exactly what she needs to do, and it's yeah, definitely. just fun. This character, like she, what this college just lets this this student like run a sex like talk show. Yeah, something. I mean it's just so it's, it's so great. out there, but I love it. Uh, there's a <laughs> couple like miniature things about this movie because it came out in 98 that are like oddly Uh progressive and so when you watch it in like 2023 Mm -hmm. i'm like okay this is nice to see like i'm thinking even (laughs) later there's a moment where um i forget the character's name but this one of the older guys i think he's a it's not robert england the professor but he's someone who works at the college i think he's talking to uh loretta divine who's a cop and he says something about like oh he's just like He's a teenager. He's probably he's, he's a young kid. He's probably like shacked up in a hotel with some girl or a guy. And I'm like, okay, like or random. A, or a farm or a farm animal. <laughs> yeah, or a farm saying. animal. I'm like, okay, like <laughs> that was such a random like little like no totally pepper that in. I was like, okay, here for this. <laughs> also, an interesting thing about this movie. For some reason, I had the misconception that it was scored by Marco Beltrami because a lot of this movie's uh. music sounds like Beltrami music. I was like, like, I even was like, oh, there's that good Beltrami score. And then I looked it up and I was like, oh, it's not Beltrami score, but it sounds a lot like it. Yeah, totally. Uh, totally very, feel that. I thought about that today. today yeah, watching like, it. Very suspenseful, very like um, upbeat stuff, like keeps you on the edge of your, it's it's the soundtrack that like when the, the kill scenes and the chase scenes are happening, you're like into them because the music's so like riveting. You can't really relax while it's happening. And I, I like that yeah. kind of scoring when it comes to these kinds of like slasher movies and then we've got all the kids uh talking at the the coffee shop like you were talking about on campus and we've got rebecca gayhart who plays i missed like all of their character news she's brenda that's right and then alicia witt plays the main character the final girl if you will natalie Mm -hmm. and then we have uh uh matt rosenbaum right or michael rosenbaum as michael rosenbaum as uh, Parker, 
and they're all just kind of talking they're and they're they're talking about like urban legends right uh yeah so there it opens with them he's telling them uh about the stanley hall massacre that's which is this, right so, this supposed massacre that took place on campus in the 70s. Yes, um, yes, But no one yes. is quite sure if it's real or not. Yeah. Right. And it's funny because and a kid later says, like, oh, yeah, it's bullshit. Like, it's the same story here at every small town campus. I'm mm -hmm. like, yeah, it kind of, like, even my campus has places where it's like, oh, yes, this building is supposedly haunted because someone jumped off of it in, like, the 50s. I'm like, okay, where's the proof, sis? Like, yep. there's no pudding or proof. <laughs> but... Go off with your little ghost story, I guess. <laughs> but it's still like setting the tone, you know, showing that like talking about urban legends and they're they're just that legends. But is this one mm -hmm. a legend? We don't know. And maybe we'll find out later. And we do. Well, it's all the little things with like he starts telling it and he's like, you know, he's a professor of psychology or something. And then we meet uh we meet Jared Leto's character. Yes, um, Jared Leto's in this movie. Paul, who's like Another who's like Jared he's actually a played Paul. Wow. In a horror Another movie. what? Another Paul portrayed by Jared Leto in a horror movie. Interesting. I'm getting American What's Psycho. What's the other one? Back. American Psycho. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> hey Paul. <laughs> <laughs> also an yes. axe wielding oh, kill. Wow. Also an axe, yeah. <laughs> it's like this is like the 90s version of Mikey Madison getting set on fire twice <laughs> yes jared leto um, but yeah paul they so they kind of chased by an axe they kind of paul, there's an axe <laughs> Sorry, but they're starting ahead. to establish this like um no no it's cool they're just starting to establish the or the passing down of urban legends and how yes. details get changed you know because he's like he actually he was an abnormal psychology professor if you want to get the story right you know and so right it's all these little things about how which is which is all about urban legends being passed down in folklore and changing with the times and with mm -hmm. the culture and and all that kind of stuff um, yeah and when when i first uh because like i said i haven't watched this since i was a kid so i really forgot the middle chunk of the movie and only remember the beginning of the end like i didn't really remember the motive mm -hmm. or anything so i started thinking like oh that the the motive is going to be the killer is going to be like the descendant like daughter son or whoever of the original massacre and they're going to be like no it was real and i'm taking my oh, vengeance yeah that's what i was starting to think that's not what happens but that that's what i was starting to no uh that's yeah. totally i actually wonder i don't know if i've ever thought that but that's really interesting because it i feel like naturally you would think that maybe that's kind of the basis of the motive mm -hmm. Um, but then, but that actually is kind of a red, is a red herring. Ultimately. It's a red herring. It's a red herring motive. They're, they're dropping yeah. the seeds. They're getting the, getting mm -hmm. the details in early. And then they have their, uh, class, right. With, with Robert England, or does she walk in on that, on the roommate, uh, well, like getting railed first? Well, first, <laughs> well, first her, Natalie and Brenda yep. go do Bloody Mary outside of Stanley that's, Hall. That's right. And... That's right. Of course, they're yeah. like, and that's when we, and then Joshua Jackson's character pops up and is pranking them, and that's where we mm -hmm. meet. Um, we meet uh, Damon. Damon, um, yeah, who's and, the and douchey frat boy. He is, and he's got it. Was, it was Joshua Jackson's blonde era. <laughs> yeah. 
it, it same I, hair um same hair from cruel have you seen cruel intentions yeah it, yeah same thing from cruel intentions i was okay. telling it was the same time time period yep. as cruel intentions yeah i was telling my my friend i was gonna watch this movie and do a podcast on this and he was like oh isn't it the one where joshua jackson's like blonde and i'm like thinking yeah and then he's like and he plays he's like a secret gay right like in love with the football i'm like eh, <laughs> wrong movie <laughs> but close <laughs> <laughs> really really close really close <laughs> And uh, yeah, so I, I think this movie has a really natural introduction of the other characters. And I almost I, I like that kind of storytelling because in some of the more modern movies, it, it kind of feels like it's it's lacking. You, you know, the, the characters feel like side pieces or uh, maybe that's the wrong word to use. But, you know, like they're just pawns in the grand scheme, a means to an end, whereas these characters feel. I buy that this is like a real friend group at this real university and they really believe, you know, the the dialogue that they're saying as opposed to some movies where it's just like, okay, I don't really buy, like, this is such a nothing character. They're so incidental to the motive and the plot and everything. Whereas these people, I'm like, no, this feels like a connected group of people that have chemistry with each other. Yeah, that's my opinion. You know, I don't think we get any, yeah, no, totally. I think we don't get any, like, super i mean you know we're not on the same level of like scream as far as character mm-hmm. development or anything but but yeah but we i think that we have a very good understanding of who these people are and it totally makes sense that they're friends or at least friendly you know college buddies and, yeah um and i think it's also a, an testament to all the actors i mean all of these actors are top notch i mean they're all absolutely very very good actors so i agree um, there's yeah there's it's, only... it's just it's always great to see a slasher like this with actual good characters there's only a singular scene in this movie where I was just like watching and I was like, this, we maybe could have done some editing <laughs> to the acting choices there, but it's really not that big of a deal. And it's much later in the movie. So we'll, we'll get to it. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. So, but yeah, so they do the bloody Mary thing, another urban legend to throw in there. I mean, who hasn't like heard say bloody mirror, mm-hmm. bloody Mary in the mirror five times or whatever three times and it she'll appear like that's you know it's just like a little story you hear as a kid and you don't really know where it came from or like how it originated it's not like you there's it's like from a book or anything it's just one of those things that someone kind of made it up and started telling people and it just went around and like you said we started talking about how details change and the whole like um like chinese telephone of it all and then eventually it's just it's a it's not even the same story it's a completely new narrative So then we go to the lecture hall with the professor played by the great Robert England, Freddy Krueger, my man. I was very happy to see him in this movie. I think I can't remember if I forgot entirely or if I just like didn't remember because when I saw him, I was like, oh, work. (laughs) A gift. Literally anytime that man's on screen, I'm just like a gift. Oh. It's so cool that they got him for this. And I really it do is. think that he elevates it to a, like to another level. Because um, he's just, I mean, he's great in it. And he, he I does. love how he plays this just like, he's just this like, he's so pissed off too at the kids. Like yeah, he, when he, he asks her to come up, he's like, now, young lady. And like, yeah, he's, he's just like, like such a grumpy old like, professor. Yeah, he <laughs> yeah. is. Robert English just knows how to like sell characters like that. And I love when he just does these mm-hmm. like little pop-up roles. Like he has a cameo in... um behind the mask the rise of leslie vernon if you've heard of and seen or seen that movie and i'm just like good Does for he? you for just shot popping up like, oh I just, wow I love okay i have seen that movies. once mm-hmm. i need to go back and watch that yeah that is I don't that's remember a fun him being movie. in that 
I, I enjoy yeah. a good, a fun movie. Kane Hodder makes a, a cameo in that movie too. Like he just, Robert England just <laughs> kind of makes these little, these little pop-up cameos and I just, I live for it. I live for it. Yeah. There's some like cyber tech movie that came out in 2021 or 2022 or something. And it was very small and like low key, not good. Didn't oh. really like it, but Robert England lent his voice to it. And I was like, <laughs> shout out to you. Just throwing yourself in horror movies randomly. Hey. I'm so here yeah. for it. Um, yeah. And this is one of them. So we get, and this is post uh, pretty much. Yeah. This is post all the nightmares, even new nightmare at this point. So he, Freddie is, he's, He's big, big by 1998. So, oh yeah, good for him. Good for him. And uh, yeah, I, I like this scene because you know there it's a big, big old lecture hall. He's trying to be real and teach the psychology, and you hear Rebecca Gayhart over there like to laugh with Brenda and Brenda and Natalie are like laughing in the audience, and you know he does the whole like, oh, it's something funny. You have something to say. Why don't you uh -huh. come up here and volunteer for my little experiment? And she's all like, whoop. <laughs> So he makes her come to the front of the class and eat Pop Rocks. And then he asks her if she wants a soda. And she's like, oh, no. And he's like, oh, why is that? Have you heard that something about uh, soda? Because, because the whole thing is he was teaching about urban legends. And then uh, Brenda was all like, well, that actually happened to somebody in my hometown once. Um, did not realize she was from the same hometown as When a Stranger Calls. But... <laughs> <laughs> uh so she so he's all like oh oh really did it now and so he kind of puts her to the test and she doesn't want to drink the soda because she heard an urban legend about how it supposedly if you drink pop rocks and soda together it will make your like stomach explode or something rambunctious like that mm -hmm. or, like your intestines explode so she doesn't want to drink it and it, little did does the audience know that this little moment will have quite a dope playoff later Pay, pay off later with yes. the death of um damon yes right is that damon i love that yeah. uh it, that's parker 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 i keep, parker. The, I keep getting the character yeah. names confused so i thought that was pretty it's okay they're both frat boys right <laughs> might as well be the same and they both have like blonde-ish hair um so that's like <laughs> that's like the little demonstration that he gives and you know just further goes on about how it's um a, an urban legend but then uh frat boy blondie joshua jackson over here is like well i'll fucking drink it like bet and then he starts after a few minutes starts like you know doing the convulsing things like foaming at the mouth a little bit the class starts like freaking out but of course it's a prank uh which i definitely thought it was <laughs> i i had a feeling it was a prank from like the beginning of the choking i was like mm, i don't know about this one yeah i think it's a fun also... little moment because yeah go ahead no go ahead I was just going to say there's a line earlier uh, that one of the kids said about like, oh, it would have won me the student Pulitzer. And I was like, come on, Gail Weathers. <laughs> <laughs> Over here trying um, to get it. Oh, I have something funny about that later. Um, yes. But uh, uh, yeah, no, he, uh, I think it also helps just establish, I think it's an interesting moment too, because you're like, wait, what is happening? Like, is this a movie about a serial killer? Are right. we actually going to see like urban legends killing people like I, I don't know um but then it also kind of establishes that joshua jackson's character is very much a prankster yes, which yes. will come into play yeah because explaining we've his disappearance yep because yeah. we've seen him do the bloody mary prank we've now seen him do this public prank so we know he likes he likes some jokes <laughs> he likes him yeah. some jokes and um 
you know, as, as we go past there, we see some more stuff from Paul and we see like we get introduced to Loretta Devine and the dean. That's who it is. The, the guy who plays the dean was the one who was like, oh, he's probably hooking up with some girl, boy or farm animal. <laughs> and uh, she's like they're cleaning up these newspapers and the big headline is lunatic on campus, question mark. <laughs> Love that. Yes. And Paul is like something of and, a journalist. Because mm-hmm. he's like recording people. He's like trying to get quotes and statements and you know the whole he's he's very Gale Weathers in a in a very Yes, very much reduced down nutshell. Yes. Oh yeah. No like not actually like Gale Weathers, but like yeah, yeah, yeah. this version of a Gale Weathers. Yeah. The role. Yeah, she's the, she, he's this movie's yes. is Gale Weathers. He's this movie's exactly. Yeah. It's uh it's um and and that kind of plays into urban on urban legend as well, because I think what this is referencing, this whole aspect of a killer on campus, uh, a, a journalist student trying to spread that information, and then the administration shutting it down, mm-hmm. um, ties into all kinds all kinds of stories over like the East Coast schools where you know people have rumored that like there's there's a killer in town, there's mm-hmm. a killer doing this, um, and the administration kind of trying to shut that down. That yeah. itself is also an urban legend. Yeah. So, um, there's just so much, so many things, and I, I picked out even more this time. Honestly, I haven't seen this movie in probably a year or two, and I picked out so many more little details. I mean, there's there's Easter eggs of urban legends all over this film, and just yeah. every single call, every single call that Sasha gets, those are all urban legends. Like you yes. can get pregnant by swallowing the sperm, yeah, uh, yep. getting stuck inside of your partner. Yep. Like all, all of those of are urban legends. So I just think it's so well, the script is so well constructed, putting all these little things, these threads into this, into this bigger, bigger picture. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think the cleverness of all of that is what makes this movie hold up and doesn't really make it feel tacky or gimmicky because it could have very easily went that route, having them Mm -hmm. uh, play on so many like common domain stories, essentially but it, right. it really works for the context of this whole narrative. And, you know, it's, it's, you, we, we don't really have an urban legend killer because you, you hear all these urban legends and here they are throwing them all into one story. I like it. I think it's a unique <laughs> approach that I haven't really seen done before. I know this movie has two sequels. I have never seen them though, but from what I understand, they're not great. Oh. They're not. I mean, uh, I suggest as a horror fan and a slasher fan, you check them out. Just, uh, yeah. The second one's, the second one's not great, but it's got some fun moments in it. Okay. Um, and the third one, they did the the third one. They went supernatural with it. Ah, uh, um, see, well, and it's funny yeah. that that happened too because uh, the first time watching this one, I'm I was wondering if there's going to be a supernatural element to this movie since you know they're talking about these uh, these like urban legend stories and like a lot of. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wondered if there was going to be a supernatural component with it because the killer was like teleporting or like making their own urban legend or like whatever, like some kind of just like edge. Like I didn't think it was going to be like a full on like ghost demon alien kind of moment. But I was wondering if maybe there was a little bit of reality rule bending going on. Uh, there's not. But, you yeah. know, that's I was thinking that. So it's interesting that one of the sequels does go that route. Mm hmm. And then, so Natalie's got a roommate who we learn is a, like, always, like, banging people. I forget the roommate's name, though. Osh. It's, that's 
who is that? Tosh. Yeah. Tosh. Tosh. And that's Daniel Harris, right? That's Danielle Harris, yeah. Right, right. Okay, that's it's all coming back to me. So she's like this gothic, yeah, uh, <laughs> sex positive. Uh, this is yeah. like but probably Jamie pretty. Lloyd she seems very angry. Years, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the in between the, tr- uh, the troubles of Haddonfield years. <laughs> uh, fun fact: Danielle Harris actually auditioned for the role of Natalie. Um, oh, interesting. And ended up ended up in this role um interesting so yeah i was like man i wonder what this movie and we'll get into natalie because i have things yeah. to say about natalie but i was like i wonder what this movie would have been like with daniel harris as the final girl um it could have been definitely interesting would, but, yeah it definitely would have been a an interesting moment uh definitely a different different uh build up and and all mm-hmm. another thing about this movie too is that it's not really slow pretty much every scene is engaging in some way even the scenes where it's just exposition and development because there's enough kill scenes and and killer moments spliced in there so you never forget that you're watching a slasher movie and you never have those moments where you're like come on just get to the point like i'm bored nobody's died in a while like we don't need to add the death of a principal because it's been so long since there's a kill in the movie But um, I like it. Yeah, I no, like I think the, I think the pacing's good. I think the pacing's really, really well done. Yeah, yeah, the pacing, the pacing is uh is very good. And then this is where they go to the library and they're like reading a book on urban legends, and they see uh, which is this is really cool because it foreshadows the death of um, Damon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, foreshadows the death of Damon. They see the whole killer uh, like strings a. a person up by a rope that's like attached to the car so when the car goes away they string him up which is some uh mental warfare right there making a killer that makes the their victim kill somebody else which is cool does that because... happen are you i thought i think the library scene happens after he dies does it happen after it might it might happen after because i i do remember there being like some pretty she comes to the things. room Tosh gets pissed it's, off okay, that she needs does, to use the does. phone. That's how they learn about the urban. Yeah. My bad. Doesn't foreshadow. Yeah. Further solidifies. But uh, yeah. So this that, is where we. This is where we find out that Natalie knew Michelle. She pulls right. out her yearbook, and she's listening to the message from her mom, and she's like, "Oh my god, did you hear about Michelle? It's awful." Mm-hmm. And so we find out, oh, she knows her from she high school. So a little bit more of the the story back the the history is unfolding again yeah. i think similarly to how sydney's backstory does, and her mom's murder the year before the unfolds little, like little tidbits are being dropped and uh-huh. it's the it's the little like the opening victims always got to be connected because otherwise like why mm-hmm. did that girl just randomly die in the beginning other than just to start the movie but so it makes sense that she's connected but no it, it is that 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 good progressive storytelling that isn't just one big exposition dump it's it's a little seeds of a narrative fully slowly unfolding before your eyes until boom big picture moment you've got all the all the puzzle pieces yeah so i i am i'm very pleasantly surprised at how well this movie held up because i was worried with uh my rewatch like oh maybe this movie is not as good as i remember it like is this going to be one of those like <laughs> ooh maybe this was better left as a memory kind of thing but no this is a like, <laughs> solid movie like i really enjoyed it i was i was in it my whole time good <laughs> but yeah and and then the the attack of and kill of damon is really cool you know they're in the they're in the woods in the car and 
they um killer shows up and they they run their separate ways and it ends with joshua jackson's character getting strung up by a rope attached to the car uh natalie is like i gotta get out of here zooms off and that rope is attached and little does she know that it like breaks his neck and strings him up and she's also like hitting the killer a little bit like trying to shake him off the windshield and everything uh and then uh it's even crazier when she finally like does back up and the rope breaks and down comes damon crashing through the windshield Mm -hmm. and she tries to tell people about it and they're all like you're crazy he's playing one of his pranks he probably got a (laughs) mannequin or like something and she's like uh no that shit was real yo like I promise I'm telling the truth here. <laughs> yeah, then it gets into my probably my least favorite trope in these movies is just never believing the the final girl when she's I agree. able to describe exactly what happens and they're just like, "Oh, you're crazy. There's nothing here." Like, I I hate it. Too. It's so annoying. Like <laughs> I understand that like when people start talking about like crazy shit like that, it, it you're inclined to be like maybe not believe them or think that they're exaggerating or something but at the same time for the movie's sake it's it's such a tired trope of just like gaslighting or just not believing because i'm so over parts of movies where the main character has to get other characters on board with the plot when we the audience are already on board with the plot it just feels Mm -hmm. very like repetitive and dull and I, i i agree like it's I have not covered this movie in the podcast yet, but have you ever seen The Babysitter Part 2, Killer Queen? Yeah. Love that movie. Love both Babysitter movies, but I've got to shot that movie out real quick because Jenna Ortega's character in that movie, as soon as the main character, Cole, is like, basically, it's like a, a blood cult and they're, and they're, they've come back from the dead to, to hunt me down or whatever, like his little thing that she does. She just immediately is on board and understands what's going on. No, not even follow up questions. And he, even he is like, wait, you believe me? And she's like, yeah. And like <laughs> makes a joke about like attention seeking millennials or something. But still, just the fact that they're like, I was like, I remember watching the movie being like, yes, thank you. She's on board. We don't have to waste time with the no, please believe me. It's real. Yeah. <laughs> So I agree. Totally. I'm very happy. Uh, like, yeah, it sucks that they kind of do this like little least this trope of like, oh, yeah. we don't believe you. But it is it's always nice when it's that doesn't happen and they we skip past it. Yeah. And I mean, I will say I don't like that trope, but they do back it up. There is like believable evidence as to why they wouldn't. You know, he's supposed to be going on a ski trip the next day. So, you know, that's why, you know, he's not, you know, that's why you, he's he's gone. Yeah, um, and, there, and, so they and there do like back, they do back it up left and right yet. Yeah. So they yeah. they don't necessarily like the fact that there might be a serial killer is still hush hush not yet broken out. Yeah. Also, fun little moment in the car uh, when he when he starts the car and the uh, Dawson's Creek theme song plays oh, yeah. briefly. Yep. <laughs> it's a fun little yeah, moment. I, I love a good jam packed like Easter egg movie, and this this is definitely yeah. one that's got a few <laughs> moments to make you make you do the tongue-in-cheek thing and i, I always like that you know, it's, it's nice and fun it's cute it's always a good time i actually really i actually really like uh, this scene um where they're talking before he gets out of the car uh, yeah because yeah. he's he, obviously he's he's trying to he's trying to get laid yeah um and so he is making up this story about how his girlfriend died and at first natalie's like oh my god i'm so sorry and then he's like uh 
she had a syndrome. And then Natalie's <laughs> like, wait, you can see it. And I love that you can see it in her face. She's like, uh-huh. And he's yeah, like going a lot on of and you can tell she's like, she's like, okay, so you're this, I'm not buying this shit. And yeah, she checks he's out like, so fast. You can see it in her face where she just goes, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> he's like, you you're somewhere else. love Natalie. <laughs> and she's like, I am. <laughs> <laughs> you're like oh am and I then know? she just Tell decks him yep yeah yeah so natalie gets a lot of crap um for being a very bland final girl oh, and i yeah and i have mostly agreed but when i was watching it last night i actually really found her kind of no nonsense she calls out all the bullshit when she sees it like with damon she calls it out then yep. with paul at the newspaper she's like did this is someone's life like what are yeah. you did you stop to think about that for one second yep. and i actually really like the agency that natalie has she's not super interesting maybe right. as some I of the other final saying. girls but she has this like no nonsense bad bitch attitude oh and he's like what after he hits her she hits him and he's like, you don't have to be a bitch about it. And she's like, yeah. oh, trust me, it's not an act. Yeah, like, that's yeah, yeah. That's such a great that, line. That was such a good yeah. line. I cackled at that. Yeah. I was like, good for her. And, and maybe that's why I like her so much because this did come out in the yeah. late 90s. You know, a lot of time has evolved since then. Women are generally more respected now. I mean, we have a long way to go. Don't get me mm -hmm. wrong. But so I, I, I th there's a part of me that sees how people in the 90s saw this and were like fuck this final girl she's a bitch like i don't want to be i don't want to root for her but now i watch this and i'm like she is yeah she's a bitch bitch like she is no, like you said she has no nonsense she is agency it's the stuff you want in a final girl because people are always like oh yeah. why is she making these dumb decisions and doing this and this this woman is not doing that she's just like people are just mad that she's doing what she's doing without a smile and i'm like I because this rewatch, I had no issues with her. I was like, okay, good for her. She's, I was literally like, she's getting shit done. Like, <laughs> yeah, I and I did too. And it was, you know, I think that she probably, I think that probably comes from she doesn't, there's really no like fighting sequences. She doesn't really like fight back much in the movie. Yeah. And maybe, um, maybe that's why people can't but, connect with her as much because there's not as yeah. much vulnerability shown. Yeah. But she's, fairly smart i mean i think she is Absolutely. a very smart character and she's very aware and she's not going to put up with bullshit and so um i actually kind of found a new appreciation for her after kind of thinking i've never hated her but I, she's always been if i was to rank my final girl she's always been pretty low um right. but i really found her character interesting um especially I'm that glad. especially that that it's not an act line that's yeah. such a bad bitch she, the way she says it too because she's like yeah be she's so about proud it. of she's it like trust me honey it's not an act <laughs> or you don't have to act like a bitch or whatever and yeah it's, it's yeah. really good and another thing about her too is that she uh like she's kind of like cool about stuff because in this in this next scene you know we we established earlier that she walked in on tosh having sex with somebody and even in that scene she was just like like you know the final girl is supposed to be like virtuous and moral and like in every in the virgin so like most pure like quote unquote final girls probably to that would have had like a reaction like oh my god like get a room or like whatever something like that but she just mm -hmm. like stands there and is like oh sorry and like she's like turn off the fucking light and she's just like with like barely any uh 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 heft or or haste just kind of like turns towards the light switch and like whoop 
<laughs> like turns it off like yeah. so i mean she just carries herself like i said in a way that's like unfazed no nonsense and i can see how that can come across as unlikable yeah. but at the same time she's just do, let this like she's just trying to live her life and do her shit and it sucks <laughs> like i mean she's got a little bit of like resting bitch face but she's not like she's not actively doing bad things or being a bad person no no Which i appreciate. I just think it's refreshing i think it's a refreshing absolutely characters i've just I've just begun to appreciate ever since, not ever since, but since six, especially with Sam and Scream, uh, just getting to see all these different kind of evolutions and personalities of these characters, I think is, um, because if you look back, you know, there was definitely a formula at one time. Oh, absolutely. 100%. And and it's just nice to see little personality traits kind of step out and be a little different and unique, so... Absolutely. And it, it makes it makes the characters more identifiable. It makes them more relatable. It, it gives them more depth. So they feel like a character, not a caricature. I, I do. I really like this girl. I'm not familiar with the actress. Her name's Alicia Witt. I am Alicia not familiar Witt, yeah. with her uh, from anything else. Do you know her from anything else? Yeah, she um, and I really like her as an actress. She's in a season of Friday Night Lights, which I okay. love. Um, she's in a season of The Walking Dead. She's really good in that. She's pretty creepy in that. Um, who is she in the walking yeah. dead i do not remember her in the walking he's dead. it's a later season she plays okay. she's in like another group of people um, okay gotcha, but gotcha, uh, gotcha. but yeah she has like a like a three or four episode arc oh, but cool. um okay yeah she's gotcha. she's a great she's a great actress so um good yeah i'm glad i'm glad because yeah so then in the uh because what happens next is she goes home and she hears the roommate like moaning and shit. So she's like, oh, my God, she's like having sex on the couch again. When in reality, she's getting murdered. <laughs> uh, an interesting trope that I've now seen twice this year. If you've seen uh, Scream 6. Oh, you know, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's all, that it is always fun. goes funny to that... Scream on this podcast. It's... I'm telling you, always will. Always. So I th- I'm pretty sure every single episode, no matter what the movie is, I've somehow found a way to (laughs) bring it all home to scream. (laughs) Somehow. Um, But the setup for that scene, though, is great with the IMing. Um, I don't know. Did you did you have instant messenger? I growing up. I'm not sure how old you are. I did. I'm I'm a 20. Okay. Four. I'm either 24, or 25. Actually, well, maybe I'm still 24. either. Okay. I'm like in the the early 20-ish what, era. What year were you born? 99. Okay. Okay. Cool. That that's that's. I don't really celebrate so my birthday, and like time is like crazy to me. Oh, really? Like, time is like an illusion to me. I love that. I I've done. I like to me, it makes more sense to to age people on life experience because even though i'm 20 whatever i've done like a lot of things that a lot of people my age most likely have not done yet like yeah in a wedding be in the room that my niece was born in like i was there for that child coming out of the womb it was great i loved it oh my goodness then like i've seen like people die like it's crazy shit but i've also like when it comes to like insurance and taxes i'm like uh, mom help me like i don't know <laughs> explain this to me <laughs> like obviously i've learned more over the years but still like that's, that's funny like, my age i'm like oh yeah. my god and i've worked like every birthday since i was like 14 so i'm just like a blur <laughs> <laughs> but long story short 
I had, I didn't do, I was a little past AOL, but I definitely was okay. all about like the chat rooms and like the instant messengers that did appear. I, I can't think of what they were yes. called because there was, it seemed like there was always like some form of new one uh, happening, mm -hmm. but I was like all about it when texting yeah. in general, just any form of like text communication with people. I was like, yes. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, yeah I just think it's a fun it. little guys on campus looking to hook up but yeah it it, it 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 like sets it in the time too it's like a fun little relic like oof remember that it's very um yeah yeah what did you say isn't isn't it like a goth goth chat room or something yeah i was i was scrolling back through the scene and she's like she's like literally looking goth guys looking to hook up and stuff like it's just it's a yeah, total yeah. like <laughs> It's in it. It's I just a simpler it. time when the internet was just all chat rooms and message boards. So she just, yep. you know, she found her. This is basically Reddit <laughs> at the beginning, 4chan, and she just she found her yes. little goth goth peeps around the world and is just looking for one to hook up with. But I even mean, in this, 1998, I mean, that, that was, was danger. Dangerous. Yeah, that was that was the Tinder before Tinder or Grinder. Absolutely, <laughs> those, those, those chat rooms. <laughs> Absolutely, they were there was. You just found your people and went off, not knowing anything more than that. <laughs> just imaginary people behind a keyboard. It's crazy. Crazy how times have evolved. Holy oh. fuck. But yeah, she I, I do like the whole IMing of it all. And it's it's wild to see like play out in a movie now. But it's it's it sets up the scene. I mean, for the time and the scene, it sets it up well. You know, she's like, I want to find some goth dude to mm. fuck. So she, I mean, exactly. Like if you saw this in a movie now, <laughs> it would just be, a, it would be a Tinder date or it'd be a grinder date or it would be mm -hmm. a, you know, whatever. Like it would be something. Yeah. Some kind of hookup related app. Uh, but uh, I, and I like this urban legend callback too, because when she finds the body in the, uh, in blood written on the wall is our, aren't you glad you didn't turn on the light? And I'm trying to think of the full urban legend story to that, but there's uh, like it's pretty much the same thing. It's like it's, the same it's, thing. It's right? a roommate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like coming home to a roommate. I don't think it's like your roommate's having. I don't know what the setup is, but right. it's basically a roommate situation going to bed in the dark mm -hmm. so they don't wake them up or something. Yep. Um, and yeah, little did they know, murder. Oh, I love that one too. That scene when that when that message is revealed, it's another one that kind of just gives me chills. I just it, it is very chilling. There's aspects there's aspects of this movie that that are very effective. I think in the dread aspect, kind of like we talked about earlier in the opening. Yeah, um, I totally agree, and, like and it. it's because it invokes that emotion where you realize, uh, like the fear comes from knowing that you were in the same room as such a scary situation and mm -hmm. didn't even know it. It's an act. The fact that this killer mm -hmm. easily could have killed you, but chose not to. And because you, and Ugh. because they left you this like ominous threat, that's, that's a little bit more chilling than a stimulation scare, or like a jump scare or like the flash of a scary face mm -hmm. or, you know, even in an attack sequence, because that's a very in the moment adrenaline reaction. Whereas this is an after the, after the fact, like I could have done something and didn't didn't even realize uh, kind of it's a different kind of fear yeah. uh, that is evoked, which I like. I like a lot. And then, yeah, she and then says, when they're wheeling her yeah, when they're yeah, wheeling yeah, her body out, you get that they're wheeling her body out through the dorm, I guess. And you get that bitch girl who's like totally insensitive. And she's like, you should check her pulse. She's looked like that for years. Like they like presumably this girl just 
they they think just killed herself. Right. And, oh yeah, that's right. They're think... making complete light of it. That's they right. Think it's a suicide they all, because they, they all think sl- it's a suicide. They, they slit her wrists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They all think so. They all think it's suicide. Like I have never seen a group of people want to disbelieve that there is a killer amongst them so badly. Like. Sis, <laughs> the writing is on the wall. Well, People are dropping. Yes, I will give I will give Brenda credit for that um, mm-hmm. because she definitely set it up, and it's Bible because they're, when they're when they're interviewing Natalie, they're like, "Did you know that Natalie was like a massive depressive disorder? Had a massive right. depressive disorder?" And she was like, <laughs> "She says, what did she say? She says, well, she painted half the room black. I had a pretty good idea. Oh um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just, yeah and that, well, that's um, too. Brenda is a smart killer, and she's not really." Because with like murder mysteries and stuff, you know, the fun is going back and rewatching, knowing the identity of the killer. So there's a lot of times in like less successful movies where it's like, but how is she the killer? Because why was she acting like this in this scene? Or why did she do this in this mm-hmm. scene? No one was watching. So like, who was that for? That was just for the sake of a movie. Brenda does not really do stuff like that. She she, she takes steps to cover her tracks. And the movie reflects that accordingly, um, mm-hmm. it, you know, like it, it, um, it does a good job making it sellable that she could be the killer. And it's not just like a plot yeah. twist for the sake of a plot twist or it doesn't it doesn't feel tacked on. It doesn't feel like it, it feels fleshed out and thought through. Mm-hmm. And, and that's ultimately why murder mysteries are so fun, at least for me, because you get to go back and you're like, oh, clue yeah and then she uh goes to the authorities she goes to you know professor dean loretta the the one cop of all involved in this movie apparently (laughs) and uh paul's not even a cop she's she's not even a cop she's just she's campus security security. yeah campus security that's right (laughs) uh she she wants to be a cop because there's that really funny scene of her like watching movies and imitating it in the in the station i love i love loretta divine she's such a she's such a delight and so when she popped up i was like oh hello she's got such a nice like i love her voice it's so like soothing to me i love it um but yeah they go to the the dean and they're all like they're just trying to be like this like Believe me when I say this is murder. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, Reese cracks me up so much. I love Laura Devine in this role. She's um, great. She just always, and she's just like always like, "Girl, what's wrong with you?" <laughs> yes, yes. She's just, she's just like she goes, apologetically herself. <laughs> she's like, "You don't mind me asking, what the hell are you on?" Like yes, says, yes, she's... yes. I love, I love it so much. Um, but this, this. To scene be fair, that... she's probably like oh, these damn, I'm um, these all these damn white rich college kids are literally just, like on drugs and like. Oh, being I'm sure. Like... <laughs> I'm sure. Do we know where this takes place? In like retrospect to the U.S., it I'm takes it's place US. in. Uh, yes, it's uh, New Hampshire, I believe. Oh, yeah. Hey, okay, <laughs> work. I <laughs> so. New Hampshire. Yeah, the setting. I, don't think, I believe that's a this, real state. I believe it's the, I believe it's the fictional town of Melbourne, New okay. Hampshire, uh, because the director is from Melbourne, Australia. Mm, so, got it. But nice. I'm pretty sure it's New Hampshire. It's somewhere up in the the northeast. Gotcha. So this next scene, I understand that there's some contention with it. It's uh uh, she's swimming in the pool. 
and we Natalie is overlooking it and sees what looks like the killer approaching. Well, it also is the killer technically. Uh, but she's, uh, she's coming up in the jacket that the killer wears and the ski mask and, you know, the whole shebang. And Natalie is all like banging in the glass, trying to get her. Who's in the pool. It's, um, Brenda. Brenda's the one in the pool. Brenda. Brenda's in the pool. Yeah. Oh wait, who comes up with the jacket then? That, well, that it's just a random person. It's just a random swimmer. I think I totally because like, in somehow this, got my because brain at this college, crossed. yeah, no, because at this college, apparently everyone has this jacket. I know this um, blue parka, this, this swear, Eskimo like, jacket. Everyone, everyone's got it. It must be like campus merch or something. Um, yeah, but uh, my bad. I thought Brenda was the one wearing the jacket, and that no, someone else Brenda's swimming, and then so there, yeah, yeah. So, and so she, it's this like, moment of oh my god, she's gonna get killed in the pool. Yep. So she starts, and uh, then she takes it off. She's just like slamming in the glass, throws a throws a chair, and I think it ends up ends up cracking it a little bit, and which gets the girl's attention. But like you said, it's just a random person. It's just like somebody else in the pool room that just happens to have the same jacket and had their face obscured from that angle and everything. So a nice little subversion of expectations. And I I wonder yeah. what Brenda was thinking in that moment because she probably was just like, what what is happening? Like. <laughs> no fear whatsoever she's yeah it's um it's fine i it kind of made me want to see a pool attack like i kind of wish that the killer would have attacked someone who's swimming in a pool i don't know yeah that could have been a really but uh because it doesn't make a lot of sense like why is this why is this person walking and wearing exactly the same thing that the killer wears? Right. Yeah. Why do they, why do they stand right in front of Brenda and slowly take their jacket off? Um, Yeah. It's, but I feel like it's, I feel like it's supposed to help, uh, get the heat off of Brenda. Definitely. Definitely. That's Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Put her in this damsel in distress, maybe moment. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Cause and then even to the it almost kind of tricks the audience because you're like she kind of had that close exactly. call so it kind of like mm-hmm. narrows like put, uh, makes you reduce your suspects list a little bit because you're like okay maybe she is in the clear for now but like Brenda must just have just been sitting in that pool like she she looked up at Natalie up there and then saw this lady in this exact same jacket and must have just been like <laughs> icing on the cake because <laughs> I okay. imagine she couldn't have planned that. Unless she did and was like, hey, I need you to just walk through the yeah, I need you to walk through. Wear this jacket. She paid this woman like 20 bucks to perform this action right before. You know what? I, you know what? I would not put that past Brenda because Brenda is a you evil know. mastermind. She really so she is. was like, and you know she, what? She was in I want to fucking the, drive the Natalie torture. crazy. Yes, yeah. She was in it yeah. for the psychological yes. warfare of it all. She was playing a mental game and a physical game. <laughs> you know what? I love that. I'm going to now. That's that's canon for me. She paid this other swimmer. Hey, just I like, wear it. this and walk through. Yeah. Um, yeah. I she just want to freak like, out this bitch. She like met her in the <laughs> locker room. She was like, do you want to do me a favor? With that like big ass bushy lion mane <laughs> hair of hers that I love. Oh, my God. Fucking love Rebecca Gayhart. And oh, she, so yeah, and so I mean, like, I could see it. It's it's one way to explain why that scene is in the movie. <laughs> um, she just she just wanted to fuck with her, and she was like, "Let me let me throw him off the trail." Um, but yeah, and then we then we're we're slowly coming up here on the finale, um, like the the end of the end sequence, Act Three, I should say. Like we're coming up on Act Three, 
um, because after that we get some really cool uh, kill scenes. I know the Dean gets killed with like the tire spikes, which I think is so cool. I've never seen something like that in a movie. Like this dude doesn't just get hit with a car. He gets hit by a car, which then forces him down onto those little spikes that pop up in like parking garages that you can mm-hmm. go backwards over. Otherwise it'll, it'll pop your tires. Yep. That's a fun kill. It's a really creative uh, little, little, I've never seen that done in a movie, I don't think. So, um, and of course that's uh, referencing the urban legend of people hiding under your cars yep. at like the mall and slitting your ankles and robbing you. Yep. Um, yep. Uh, oh yeah. Which is also like a cool little effect, like swiping the Achilles heel. It doesn't really give them the mm-hmm. chance to to fight back or anything. Just kind of right. takes them yeah. out right away. So um, that is really cool. I, 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 I was watching this and I was like, damn, that's, I'm surprised. I don't see this kill mentioned on more like top 10 lists and shit. Like, or just like in general, like when people are like the podcasts I listen to and the YouTubers I watch when they're talking about just like horror movies and alluding to the past, I'm surprised that one isn't talked about more because I don't, I've never seen Mm -hmm. death by Pyre Spike, death, death by Pyre Spike. (laughs) Very cool. Very cool scene. And then, oh, and before this, though, before this is when we find out in the locker room about what happened with Michelle and Natalie when they were in high school. And so we get the full flashback right. story. That's right. Them killing the guy on accident using an urban legend. So, yep. Yep. Which is just setting up the the, the motive in very I know what you did last summer. But definitely sets up the, uh-huh. the motive in the end. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I forgot that we did get that little that little scene there. Um because then we of course have to end at a party. A frat party. <laughs> and there's, you know, there's tons of people here. The entire principal cast is here. If you've seen a 90s slasher, you know this is not going to end well. <laughs> <laughs> Tara Reed is here. <laughs> um, he is there. And yeah, there's there's a lot going on in this uh in this frat party. But I know at one point we find out that the professor is the only survivor of the massacre which i thought it was like uh-huh. oh another like red herring kind of sets him up as the yep. potential killer or killers because you know the scream in me i was like is it just rebecca do i not remember an accomplice no nah, it's just rebecca she eats she deserves to be the solo mastermind of this movie <laughs> <laughs> fucking brenda and uh, we also get we also get um the janitor is also another one of the red herrings that they're they're teasing. Oh yes, yes. Well. There's always the creepy janitor. It's a mm-hmm. it's a stereotype borderline urban legend of itself. <laughs> exactly. And he he especially gets red herring or red herring y later in the uh in the in the car. Yep. He's just a creepy dude. But uh yeah, and then uh I know, I know it's a little bit later in the party, but the kill with uh, of Parker is really awesome too because not only does the killer call him, very scream, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then he we get the urban legend of the the microwave and the, the dog and the, the bloody drips and all that, which is uh, nasty, nasty. And of course, there is like a dead animal in the microwave when he opens it, which causes him to go vomit in the toilet, and then the killer gets him while vomiting but he doesn't killer doesn't just like slit his throat or shove his head in the toilet no it's killer grabs one of those like beer funnels 
pours pop rocks down it, followed by Drano. It's it's pretty brutal. Like she did him dirty. <laughs> and shoves it like down his throat. Like yeah, it doesn't like, just it like is, put it in his mouth. Like, it she, is like she shoves it down there. Ooh. Yeah, it's gross. It's great. It's good though. It's a great. It's a great little scene. I also love how it's shot uh, at the end. They do a lot of overhead shots in yeah. this movie. Yeah. Um, and it's like overhead of the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really, re- really cool. Really. Cool I like shot. it. Yeah, I like it. It's very stylistic. It's just that's what I mean. Like there are just some really cool kills in this movie. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just like, how is? I'm surprised I don't remember more of these kill scenes because they're really well yeah. done. And then I'm trying to think what happens next because I know also uh, Loretta is floating around here, like investigating her own moment. Yes, so she goes to Loretta goes to uh, the the office of Professor Wexler and right. finds blood everywhere. Oh, that's right, because um, I remember her slipping in it and everything. Yeah. Yes. So yes, yes, yes. He's he's presumably dead, missing. Is he the killer? Did he? You know what happened there? Right. Um, and she is calling the cops. Right. And this I remember is another that. annoying thing. I think I missed that she was campus security <laughs> because I was so, like, I was cackling that she was calling the police instead of just, like, radioing for backup. I was like, oh. what <laughs> is happening right now? Like, that was campy as fuck, but that makes so much sense. Yeah. That she's just campus security. Yeah. Um. So she's doing that. So she's uh, she's having her little, her little um, oh, and she's obsessed with uh, Pam Greer. So she's right, having her little Foxy Brown yep. fantasy, um, which is fun. I like that. As she should. Um, as she should. <laughs> um, and then I think we go to the the radio station. Yeah, it's it's pretty quick. Like we kind of go bing bong, bing bang boom over here because uh, at some point Tara Reed leaves the party and goes there. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she drives on over there to her. Lowest. Yes, before Parker dies. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Paul tries to get him to stop the party because the killer's on campus. Right. And, and he tries to like embarrass Parker him kind of humiliates it. him. Yeah. Yeah. And then Tara Reed's like, you're an asshole. I'm going to the radio station. <laughs> yep. Yep. And then that's also a pretty cool kill sequence because she's got the like the microphone on. So she's broadcasting her death, which is like kind of eerie. And they, they hear it like they're listening to it at the party. And oh, my God, they st- this man still doesn't want to believe that there's a killer on the loose because he's like, she's doing a performance piece. I'm like, girl, <laughs> if this motherfucker doesn't get axed soon. <laughs> yes. Uh, but it's, oh. it's like pretty eerie. Um, however, however, this is in fact the scene I was talking about where I was like, ooh, sis, on the acting. Because, oh, Tara Reid, I... I don't want to say that she's a bad actor or a good actor. However, let's just note that she later went on to star in like all six Sharknado movies. <laughs> Do with that information as so, you will. And so wait, are you so what specifically? Just her whole this whole scene. You don't. You don't. You, I, it doesn't work for you. I enjoyed the scene. No, I enjoy, I like the scene and I like the chase and I I think she's got some good moments. But so, like sometimes when she's running down the hall and stuff, it's very like, no, don't get me. Ah ah ah. <laughs> and I also dislike how like we go through this whole chase scene and i think it does feel like a little anticlimactic that it just ends with the killer catching up to her and her just kind of sitting in the corner being like i don't want to die like all that fight you just cut up and you gonna give up here (laughs) (laughs) this is where we're at again 
So like it, it definitely yeah. it doesn't not work for me, but I'm not like raving about the sequence, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally fair. How do you feel? I How love this. I, I like I, it. I, I really like this chase sequence. Yeah, yeah tell me um, all about it. It gives it gives me a little bit of uh, gives me a little bit of Gale Scream Two. Yeah, uh, vibes a little bit a little of bit. A, a, a very like Helen Shivers almost. Helen Shivers. Yeah. Yes. Like I'm getting a lot um, of that. Like I, I, love... like like I don't hate this scene. I do like a lot of the elements. Yeah. It's it's very it's a good. Yeah, chase I get what you're saying. Yeah, for sure. Um, I love the bit. I love the whole bit at the stairs. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, where they're like and falling then, you know, down and going. Like, hey, it's a you know, very unique staircase. Um, it's like glass panes on yeah. the on the landings. Yeah. It's really weird. Uh, yeah, just like they got some great production design, some some great sets. Um, Definitely. Or actually, I think a that. lot of this was on location. But um, um, yeah, I really like it. I think it's I think it's a great suspenseful classic chasing. It is. It um, absolutely is. It's memorable. Yeah, too. and her, her acting works for me, especially because she has to. Scr- I mean, she is screaming. That whole time, she really I mean, is. Like that, and maybe, maybe that's why it doesn't work for me. Because I'm like, she's gotta take some, like, air, honey. Like, get some air in there. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, and it, Ooh, it, it, but it's then, pretty like but... morbidly eerie how they're I, the broadcasting mm-hmm. of it. Like, it's very, it's definitely mm-hmm. memorable. Yeah, which um, that ties in, of course, to the love roller coaster song scream. Yes, yes. I, oh my party. god, that's one yeah. I I heard, and I was like, oh yeah, that's one I heard a lot yeah. growing up about multiple different songs too. Not even just that mm-hmm. song that like, oh, did you know yeah. that like played in reverse? It says like Hail Satan or something like that. Like it's very exactly. that. There's all kinds of rumors about like music like that. Um, and then of course I like, I know Final Destination Three came out much later, but I was like, come on, Final Destination Three. Oh, yeah. Every time I hear Love Roller Coaster, I can't <laughs> help but think of it. Era time. <laughs> yep. Oh, I get it. Um, yeah. And then her death itself, again, we know we don't see anything except for the Natalie's vision of it, but those sound effects of that axe are so squishy. And oh, I think it's so well done. I can just I I can just imagine what's going on in that scene. Um, and then when Reese finds her later, uh, we see all we can see is like what looks like a hand and it's like out of focus um but like a bloody fingers is all we see when uh when Loretta Divine comes in and finds her body yeah and her reaction to it is horrifying and so it's i just love yeah like you said earlier we all love gore we you know us horror fans we love a good gory scene but like i think there's a lot to be said too when you can imply it and i think that they he does that very well Jamie Blanks does that very well in this movie yeah, I agree. I agree. That's it's uh there's a lot of good imagery, but it's the imagery that's best left to your imagination that really like mm-hmm. sticks. And I like it. It it yeah. works for this movie. I agree. Um I agree. I agree 100%. So yeah, just great great kill sequences. Uh and then we pretty much the final act is what they the three of them, Jer- uh, Paul, Natalie and Brenda, all get in the car and zoom off, right? And then when they stop for gas, they find Professor Kruger in the trunk dead. Yeah, of course. Oh, and don't forget that. Don't forget the romance, the the situation. Yeah, so they do. Brenda like a has a crush on Paul, right? But Brenda, Brenda likes Paul, 
But then Natalie and Paul end up kissing. And mm-hmm. so Brenda storms off mad. Right. Um, but then in the car, she's like, look, I'm really sorry. Y'all should be together if you like each other. And that's right. That's right. I do remember that conversation. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Where she's like, you guys, you guys should be together if you like each other. And I'm like, okay, how cute. Like, good for them. <laughs> <laughs> she's being supportive. Um, and then it's, yeah. And then they're really painting. Okay, so is it Paul? Because we got right. the body in the back seat. Because even even before right before this, they started to plant a little bit of suspicion too. Because wasn't there a yes. moment where she was like, she was like picking up the phone. She's like, I'm just making sure that the line's yeah, dead. Yeah, he says or the phone's dead. Yeah, so yeah. So then she checks it, and he's like, Why'd you check it? I told you it was dead. Yeah. Um, so yeah, suspicions suspicions are being planted. Uh, but then yeah, so then they stop at a gas station, and uh. Paul goes inside to pay or whatever, and the girls are at the pump, and they hear the back seat phone start ringing, and that's when they find uh, Professor's body dead in the trunk. She's doing Brenda is steps ahead. She is planting the evidence. She is. She said he will be the fall guy, baby. Like I'm yep. not. I'm not <laughs> taking the fall for this. These crimes, and uh, then that prompts them to kind of run off into the woods. Uh, like they're just, they're just like let's run away, and they're they're like we're going back to campus, and then they they kind of get split up, and it's it's shot in an interesting way because they're kind of just running running real fast through the woods, and you know the, mm-hmm. the plants will occasionally block the camera view, and Brenda sort of just like trails off at one point, and you're like oh she's not following her anymore, and then of course Natalie realizes that they're split up, but she's like fuck i would just got to keep going and you hear like you hear brenda screaming in the woods you hear paul yelling out for natalie it's a uh, it's definitely like ooh, we're getting close to the end here like this is it's getting intense mm-hmm. things are heating up and then of course she she runs into the janitor because she gets back on the road and she's like wait stop i need a ride someone's after me and he's being super creepy for no reason <laughs> i think he's just a creepy creepy guy I think he's just a creepy dude. And and you know what? He also has that jacket in the back of his car. He does. Why the fuck does everyone in this town have this exact same one? There's like one North Face in this entire town. And they just, yeah. They're like, sorry, we only have blue available part of jacket. So, so this movie was actually initially the original script, it was set in the winter and it was set in the snow. And oh. so that's where the idea for the Parker Killer came from. Oh. But then shooting complications that wasn't going to work to make it in winter anymore but they got just it the, they just had to keep the parka killer yeah um, why not it's simple and effective yeah. then you don't have to do like a whole halloween mm-hmm. costume you know you just it's just simple yeah um i like it i like it but then uh brenda she hears when she gets oh yeah they get i forgot that while they're like driving back they get like ran off the road and i think the janitor gets killed uh in the car crash mm-hmm. Or at least severely yeah. injured, and presumably. Well, they don't just get run off the road. I mean, they do get run off the road, but they get run off the road doing the gang high beam initiation. So the killer turns off their headlights, and the guy flashes them, and then he turns around and chases them. So that is coming back around, which is how Natalie and Michelle killed the guy. In the, yeah, in, in right. Yeah, very full circle moment. Brenda's eating it up. She is playing chess like it's funny like she <laughs> like nobody's even playing checkers she's just playing chess for the sake of playing chess <laughs> with these people and i live for it 
and uh <laughs> miss miss reese miss loretta over here is taking action she's going to the station getting the gun she's like i'm gonna save the day uh and then coincidentally at the same time she, um natalie makes it back to campus and she hears like brenda screaming from her house no, it's from Stanley Hall. It's from the it's oh, from it's the from, abandoned Oh, it's from the, the abandoned the, hall. the hall that had the massacre in the 70s. Right, right. So of it's course. still there, it's boarded up. Yeah. Yep. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. That makes that makes a lot more sense. And then so yeah, she hears the screaming and runs which uh is what lets her run towards it. And when she walks in, she finds all the dead bodies, and then she finds Brenda's body <laughs> laying down on a mattress like in the middle and she kind of has that moment of like fuck what am i gonna do like what is happening and that's when <laughs> that's when brenda sits up unhinged smile and just decks her right in the face Dex. and it's like uh-oh killer monologue uh -oh. time and it's i, I uh. like it i like it's pretty good it's really campy which i appreciate uh. Uh, especially for this movie Especially when Rebecca Hart, Rebecca Gayhart was like, "Well, guess what, Miss Thing, <laughs> took me out, took me everything, out in the best of ways." Everything she does in this last fifteen minutes is just a plus plus. I it mean, really, it really is. I, I, she, she ate it down. She knew she was having the time of her life and even like from a character standpoint like she this is the culmination of the master plan so mm -hmm. it makes sense that she would go so crazy and um so yeah it turns out that the guy that they killed in their own urban legend was the was rebecca gayhart's boyfriend soon to be fiance and this whole thing is basically just a revenge plot and she was like i'm gonna use these urban legends to take y'all down and it's honestly pretty yep. great yeah, it's, you know, it's simple, classic revenge slasher, but she's like, you used to kill, used an urban legend to kill my boyfriend, and now I'm going to do the same thing to you and your friends. Um, like tenfold. You know, and it, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to transfer schools. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's, she has planned this thing. Um, you got to love a mastermind. Um, got to love I put her up there with Mrs. She's definitely up there for me with like Mrs. Loomis and. Yep and uh oh yeah Jill. it's it's unhinged it's unhinged behavior <laughs> yeah. i i live for it it's it's great uh she just she goes to town and, and oh, i also love too what she's like well lucky for you a visual aid and then like turns on a projector yeah. <laughs> that's you need that's like, the miss thing lucky for you miss thing yeah, i yeah, got yeah. a visual aid yes that's and just, she has a fucking so powerpoint funny. so funny it's giving yes, um i have never seen a killer monologue with via powerpoint before it's great oh have you never seen have you never seen adam's family values no i have With not joan q okay i know the movie okay. but i've never okay. seen well, it. i think to... i've seen, only seen one out of oh I mean, it wasn't values oh you have to see values okay it's so campy and great. I, I won't spoil it but okay. the bad person also uses a visual aid in their monologue <laughs> so i was like is this a is this a callback to adam's family values so you so. have to you have to watch it. It's so okay. fucking funny, Evan. Yes, um, I'm so down. Absolutely. It's great. Oh, um, and I also love too when she's yeah. like, uh, Natalie's like, what are you going to do to me? And she's like, oh, my favorite UL. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite UL. My favorite UL. Oh, the killer. Uh, I, the and I just have. Stuff. 
I just have all these quotes written down. I love it when Natalie's like, you're fucking crazy. And she goes, I prefer the term eccentric. Yes, yeah, that was I guess good. you can say I'm a little I'm so nutty. glad you remembered that one. That was so <laughs> funny. <laughs> and then she's like, I have already tried therapy. Obviously, Very- it did me no good, Natalie. <laughs> Very stew being like, I prefer the term psychotic or whatever. Yeah. Or what does she, what does he say? Billy, um, he says you're crazy. And then does Stu say we prefer psychotic? Is that the term? I think that's the quote. Oh, the quote. yeah, I think so. It's very yeah, yeah, quick and prefer, in the kitchen. Yeah. But yeah, it's very that. Uh, it's, it's so funny. Uh, and she, oh, like everything, eating like the, eye every roll, moment. the eye rolls, the oh. hair, the makeup, it's it's all great. Like you said, it would be a really good, like spoken word drag number. And honestly, I need, yeah. to, I need to figure out a way to work oh. it into my next you, show. You should totally golden. do that. It is oh my pretty gosh. golden. Everything. Um, enough. Ch- oh, it's at, it's at one point before she puts the gag on, she's like, enough chat, Nat. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like, st- <laughs> She's just so over the top. It's great. Hey, that's so, a bitch, isn't it, Natalie? It's so good. And then there's a point too where like she's got the duct tape on her mouth, and she's like, "I'm sorry, doll. I can't hear a word you're saying." <laughs> yes, it gets. Oh me. my gosh! And it's like funny. It's, it's like such a great brutal too because she's just sitting there cutting her up, talking about whichever organ I see, yep. I'm just gonna grab it. <laughs> and she, but she's just, just like gonna grab it. Her yeah. stomach. Okay. But then, oh yeah, she's like, "Is this your kidney?" Yeah. Or is that the liver? I was always such a dope in anatomy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Honestly, this might be one of my all-time favorite horror performances. It, it's, it's great. I think it's up there. It is it's it is so truly, good. Truly fantastic. Uh but Miss Miss Loretta <laughs> over here saves the day. She comes in mm-hmm. and uh is like, you know, about to she's like, get away from her, and she's about to arrest her, and she's got a gun. But of course, it's not going to end uh, that easily. And Loretta, like tables turn. There's a big scoff right for the gun, and Loretta ends up getting um, shot. Right, she gets like one shot in the in the shoulder mm-hmm. or something in the chest or some non-fatal yeah, well, area. Brenda says, Brenda says, "Ooh, bullet to the head." Not exactly an urban legend, but in the essence. So for a minute, we think that she's dead, but then it's revealed it was clearly not a fatal shot because she is still alive. Oh, um, she, when she when but, when but Brenda when says that, when she says that shot bullets to the head, not really an urban light. I think mm-hmm. she's, I thought she was talking about like yeah. what she's about to do to Natalie. She's like, oh, I'm like like she because she's got the gun pointed at her. Oh, and she's like maybe um, that's maybe that's it. that's that, how that I that makes that makes sense too. Okay. Yeah, because she's like because you know she's like kill like the cops out of the question for a second, and she's just like. She she still is obviously wants to kill Natalie. So oh, she's like, you're right. She's got the gun like, pointed at her, and she's like, like huh, yeah. bullet to the head. Not really an urban legend, but in the essence of time, I guess okay. this will do. Like, meaning that she, yeah. So that's <laughs> yes. what. But also, okay. she could be talking about Loretta. Good call. Could be talking about Loretta. Um, but yeah. And then Loretta, we hear the slow clap. The slow clap. Oh, and, it kills me. And what who comes around the corner? Yeah. But Paul. <laughs> but Paul, who heard it all, he heard at least most of that little monologue. Uh, how bold. Like, imagine just rounding the corner to that and just. Yeah. Gun pointed at him and everything. He tries to do a little bit of me- mental manipulation on her, being like, we could be mm-hmm. great together. No, why don't you just. Give me the gun. I'll, I'll finish the job. And she's like, nice try. No. <laughs> no. She, yes. She says, you're cute, Paul, but you're not that, that fucking cute. cute. And then yeah, she puts the gun down. 
It's pretty great. Uh, it's like, yeah, then, no. <laughs> about that bullshit a mile away. Uh, but yeah, Loretta Divine over here is not dead. Picks up, has a backup gun or something. Gets a shot off on a, on Brenda over here. And then <laughs> she's like, what are you going to do? Shoot me? What kind of a friend are you? <laughs> the kind that shoots him and right in the chest. she gets shot out the window. She gets shot out yeah. the window, goes barreling like down out through the out through the boards um and then this ending moment kind of confuses me a little bit because how did did, so like she lived (laughs) he did live that's Um, what i'm getting i don't know how i don't know Um, i was like how did this survive that fall and i mean I guess, yeah. I'm a, I'm gonna just say she had a she had a bulletproof vest on and maybe she somehow I mean, survived the fall by the skin of her I teeth. Know. I don't know. Maybe there, maybe she is supernatural. But yeah, because then we see uh, a new round of of college students discussing the urban legend of the events of the movie, and then we well, see... don't forget that we get one more we get one more attack. So they're driving off in the jeep. Oh, that's right. Oh, fuck. Then, I totally forgot yeah. about that. That's right. And she's in the back yeah. seat trying to kill him with that fucking axe and then goes bare. Oh, that's right. Because it doesn't end with her falling out the building. It ends with her falling over the bridge into the water. And then yes. that's okay. No, that actually kind of makes sense. I could get behind her living post yeah. that. That makes sense. I forgot that it yeah. was that order. Um because, yeah, she goes flying through the windshield and over a bridge into some water, and she's just kind of floating there. But also, I could see how she yeah. maybe wouldn't be dead from that. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, then the, like, ending scene is a new round of college students talking about mm-hmm. the urban legend of the events of the movie. And then slow camera pan reveal Rebecca Gayhart sitting there being like, uh-uh, this is how the story actually went. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yes, I, with her straightened cute. hair, with the straight her hair, straight yeah. hair, and her blue, her blue uh, ribbon around her neck, which is also a reference to an urban legend uh, about rough. the girl who wears it because oh. her head will fall off if it doesn't. Oh, um, yeah, she's. Have you she's heard that one before? Herself. No, I don't think I have. Yeah. I don't think I am familiar with that one. It's more of like a scary story than an urban legend, but I but think still. that's what they're going for. Um, yeah. But. Uh, yeah, and then of course she's like, "Okay, listen up. This is how the story really goes." So again, playing off of that, like how we tell these stories, like the the events change over time. They even call out, like, um, you know, like, "Oh yeah, Brenda's that girl in that Noxzema commercial," um, which is funny because Rebecca Gayhart was in Noxzema commercial. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> even better. Yeah. Do you know? Um, do you know? Do you want to? Do you know some tea about Rebecca Gayhart? I think I know what you're going to say she about that, that car accident. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. There's like yeah, a lot of celebrities sad. who have killed somebody. It's like, yeah. Wild. I'm glad she was. Able I mean, to it was an accident. That, but... Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. it was, it was totally yeah. an accident, but still like crazy to think about. Oh yeah. I mean, I can't imagine. Um, I'm glad. And I think that, I that. think that unfortunately, I mean, and she has made it best. I do think it unfortunately might be maybe affected her career a little bit, but I think so. Um, uh, but, but she's, you know, she, I just saw, um, I just saw pictures from like a nineties con. Yeah. Um, and they had a jawbreaker reunion. Have you seen jawbreaker? I did see those pictures. Yeah. Oh my God. I was yeah. like quaking. I was, I absolutely know, I know. Nuts. I saw she, they, they all look so, so good. good. 
so yeah. good. <laughs> So she's doing all right, I think. Um, And she's all she's all over these. Um, I was telling you about the I've got the collector's edition Blu-ray and it's got a ton of special features and she is all over it doing interviews. And I think these interviews were like handful of years ago like i think they're yeah. fairly recent interviews i i did hear um, that it had the the director's commentary was recorded 20 years after the movie was released oh okay so that's yeah, crazy yeah. so yeah, definitely recent um really good stuff on there and uh they just all seemed like it seemed like the the the, the shoot was super fun like they all just were really close that's everyone awesome. was game that's good to hear everyone was having a good time um so yeah and i love hearing about productions like that because you you can you can it's like oh i can totally see it like i can see how they get along yeah in real life it's it translates you know through the it it does it translates Um, into the movie and you know that's how they describe the scream set that's how a a lot of the great exactly horror movies were filmed like that like that's how you know it's good and it's always horror movies that you hear about this kind of shit because they're usually like a little bit smaller in the production side. It's less transactional. Everybody's there to have a good time, have fun. It's I, I love. This is why I love horror movies, guys. Like one of the main reasons. Like the the art <laughs> of making them is just such. Seems like so much fun. I really I really got to get myself in there somehow. I'm thinking about it. <laughs> Hell yeah! It just seems like such a fun time. I know. Gosh, I would love to be in a horror movie. That's like I I, um, I didn't move to L.A. to be an actor, but I'm here and I'm like, you know, I kind of want to be in horror movies, but like only horror movies. Don't <laughs> book me in some rom-com. Yeah. No, thank you. I am no, no, no uh, time for that. But put me in a horror movie. I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows where the future um, holds? We'll see. I have a couple just little quick little trivia things I thought were interesting. Yeah, tell um, me about them. I want to hear all about it. I, w- I wish so, I would have researched this movie a little bit more beforehand, but I'm glad. Oh, that that's okay. Like, I've, I've got you nut. covered. <laughs> Thank God. We'd um, love to see it. So allegedly, Sarah Michelle Gellar was originally cast to play Sasha. That is fucking batshit because I also get this movie con- uh, confused with uh, Cruel Intentions a lot because I could have sworn that Sarah Michelle Gellar was in this movie. Like, swore, like right? Mandela effect style. Like, if you, like a year ago, if you would have asked me, like, who's an urban legend, I would have been like, oh yeah, it's Rebecca Gayhart, Sarah Michelle Gellar, I think Tara Reed's in it. And then, uh, and, like I totally, totally thought Sarah Michelle Gellar was in this movie, so that's wild <laughs> that she was. Yeah, uh, apparently supposed to. Well, so apparently, I mean, if it's if it's true, she was cast and accepted the role, wow. but had conflicts with Buffy, so had to drop out. Oh. Yeah. So, and like I said, I like Tara Reid in this movie. I think she's, I think she's good. But I mean, God, I would have loved to see Sarah Michelle Gellar. Uh, Sasha, that would have yeah, been great. That would have been fucking <laughs> awesome. Oh my god. Um, and then this Makes one's sense. a little They're fun, like, little hidden. Yeah, go ahead. Oh yeah. They're, They're totally like wands, similar, you know. Um, yeah. Similar, similar vibes. Um Pendleton University's motto, which is the fictional university. Mm-hmm. Um, their motto, which is on their seal, which you can see a handful of times throughout the movie, is la- it's Latin uh amicum optimum factimum. Which okay. translates to the best friend did it. The best friend. I 
Wait, I think I knew about this because I think one time I was at like <laughs> a bar trivia kind of thing and they were like, in which movie oh, really? can the killer be identified because the school seal translate like Latin oh, translates? Oh, yeah. It was, I think it. I knew that. There was like a deep recess of my mind, core memory that I never <laughs> would have remembered off the top of my head. But now that you say it, I'm like, oh, yes. That's awesome, though. Plus, that's such a fun little detail. Like, I love when like yeah. movies are works of art. So I love the little little details and the fun little moments that oh yeah creators put into it so what do you think um i mean i know we love we love rebecca gayhart obviously how do you uh is that is this the killer reveal that you would want in this movie i think so did did you like the twist of that i did no i did and i i think it was maybe a little too easy but i'm all like to figure out but i'm also watching it with my like however old I am brain having indulged myself in all the screams and all the murder mysteries. Right. So I'm like, she doesn't really like, she never gets attacked. She doesn't really, she's conveniently like unaccounted for a lot of the times that the killer's on screen. So it's, it, they don't like make it obvious, but like, if you really think about it, I mean, you're like, okay, it's probably her just based on like logic. But also I saw this movie when I was so young. This is one of those ones that I, I got into when I first started getting into horror movies at like, seven eight years old i probably saw this when i was like 10 so i didn't really remember mm-hmm. it that much i just remembered that she was Same. a killer because i like grew up really yeah. liking rebecca gayhart i was like anything she's in yeah. i like <laughs> <laughs> yeah i um i feel the same way but i think it actually really works and you're right i think that it's probably a little bit different i'd be curious to see first timers watching this what they who have a knowledge of the genre um and if they pick up on it because i think the script does a pretty good job of of throwing you off of her. Um, and, and I think she also does a really good job of acting as this fun, loving best friend. Um, gives me a little bit of like Jill uh, kind of vibes as far as kind of pulling the rug out from under you. Right. Um, I don't know. I, I think it works really well. And I think that there's so many red herrings throughout the movie that it just kind of constantly keeps you guessing again, very much like scream. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it, I think it works really well. And I think that had it been, I mean, it obviously was the best way to go because had it been anyone else, it wouldn't have been near as iconic or memorable of a, of a killer reveal. Um, yeah. And, and just she got and that hair, that hair. Oh my God. The hair is everything. I want, <laughs> I want wigs of that style. Like I need, I need wigs yes. that are like that. Uh, I have one in pink. That's kind of like that, but. I need like Ooh. a good old Rebecca Gayhart style <laughs> curly <laughs> wig. Um, but yeah, that's that's urban legend. I think I think it's really fun and it it holds up. I I oh. think I was really happy. I'm definitely gonna own it. I don't have it, so I I'm gonna seek it out on Blu-ray. Uh, probably the the one yeah. you were talking, the collector's one with all the bonus mm-hmm. features, because that's I'm all about them bonus features, baby. Like the benefit of like not i love physical media for so many reasons because i love collecting and like yeah it's nice to not have to worry about like streaming like oh what streaming service can i find it on because you can just pop it in Mm -hmm. but it's them bonus features for me like i am so here for the behind the scenes so here for the deleted scenes the gag reel the making of the how we did all of it gimme 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 i really hope scream six uh blu-ray has a, a lot of it because honestly the screen five yeah. one was kind of lacking it was really all just promotional Did material you... and three deleted scenes oh okay i haven't gotten the 
Scream 5 Blu-ray yet. Um, it was not. Did you go to the, uh, I'm sorry, this is kind of off topic, but. No, go ahead. Did you go to the the fan event? The 5 o'clock the... fan event? I did, So yes. what was the extra stuff they, because I didn't go to the fan event. What did oh, they, okay. wasn't there extra stuff? I think all it really was, was the poster. Like everyone got a poster. Uh-huh. And uh, it was, it was that one right there. Yes, I did get that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh my God, pointing. There it is. Uh, So I did get the poster. And then also they played before the show some like interviews with the cast. And then also there was a little segment where Mason, uh, Jenna, and uh, uh, Melissa Barrera like reached into a body bag and like had to guess what they were holding. It was, it was just oh, a good little I game. I saw that online. Okay. Yeah, they, they yeah, played yeah. that before the movie. And there was no trailers. Okay. Like, there were literally, like, trailers did not play for other movies. It was just Scream shit. Oh, okay. So it was, like, all the interviews and the, the I'm so happy you decided to see our movie in a movie theater kind of thing. So it, was, it wasn't really, like, Got it. anything crazy. But it was, it was really the poster cool. that I just wanted. I just wanted to <laughs> No, that's, I bought a ticket for the 5 o'clock just to go get a poster and then i yep. went to a seven o'clock because none of my friends could go to the five o'clock gotcha gotcha and you didn't want but... to you wanted to see it with them first gotcha <laughs> yeah yeah i i made but um but yeah highly recommend two hours early because i was like we will get <laughs> i remember you saying that <laughs> yeah i was like should we not get those posters i will burn this theater to the ground so we have to go early <laughs> But yeah, I highly recommend the Urban Legend Blu-ray. It's chock full of stuff. Great. There's like yeah, a full it it's it's basically like a whole hour and a half long documentary like about the making of the movie. Yeah. Um, so lots of lots of good stuff in there. Yeah, I I'm I'm a big fan. I I like it. And it's it, I'm glad I watched it again recently cuz I'm like, wait, this movie like it's good. It's gonna be like in the rotation now of like comfort movies that I just kind of yeah. throw on whenever. It's fun. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's very it's fun. fun. We love a fun horror movie, like one where you just enjoy the ride. Like it's it's not too serious. Like yeah, the story yeah. is serious. Like people are dying and shit. But like you know, it's it, the tone is overall like relatively lighthearted. Even though there is some like yeah, a little bit of brutality in the kills. Uh, yeah. But it's overall overall it's a really fun time, and I I like it i love it i love it and i can't wait Good. to I'm, own it i know i'm glad that that's so fun that that's so fun that this was like your second viewing i'm glad you enjoyed it as an adult still absolutely absolutely <laughs> i'm glad glad it's held up very very good um good strong foundation this movie has yeah um but yeah that's oh, yeah. that's urban legend so i think are you ready for the to do some deadly debating yeah for let's the, debate for the deadly debate of this movie, I'm so just like enamored with a lot of these kill scenes. Who has the best death scene? Like the kill scene itself. Who do you think? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think I am going to say. Oh. Do you have yours? I think so. I'm like replaying them all in my head. And I, I think I. I think I have my my fave, the one I keep going back to. Are we are we judging the the death itself or like the scene, so, like with yeah, like the death scene? Like, Maybe not so much the narrative, but you know the the actual like kill. Okay, 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 okay. Um, you know what? I think I have to go then. Uh, Parker, Parker, nice with the rope. Yeah, uh, I and, think on this car with the 
with the fuck uh with the funnel in his mouth and the pop oh that's parker i got i see i keep getting yeah, yeah. goddamn names confused yeah no <laughs> that one is that one is extremely brutal and it is like it, it, like that it calls back earlier to the pop rocks and the soda thing it's uh and because that's like the that's one of the only ones that we actually see like we see her you know put that thing down his throat yeah we see yeah the blue like it's, it's not a lot of cutaway like it's, it's a very, very visceral it's a very visceral yes exactly exactly so that one my runner-up would probably be the dean just because dean i love is my favorite i love the tire spikes okay. i can't get over yeah. it i've just never it's brutal yeah. he's you know he got you got the achilles heel slit that just makes you go it's ooh, great. and then followed by the like the the heavy hit of the spikes yeah and the, it, it almost kind of reminds me in a way of the final destination to death of the woman who's in the car and gets like the airbag goes off and that pushes her head back on like a pipe that goes oh, through her face. Yeah. Kind of gives like mm-hmm. that vibe. Uh, so I got, I think I'm going to go with the Dean. I got to go Dean on that one. Mm, but it's a good scene. That's good. I can't, like, like the yeah, I can't argue with it. That, yeah. I like. I mean, it. honestly, the, op- I mean, the opening too. I mean, I just, but the opening more so the set. I mean, I just, yeah. The killer in the backseat story urban legend whatever has always just been so fucking creepy to me yeah and, and that's uh, honestly no I, mean, same. I, t- I always check the back seat just no. like out of habit exactly just, you get into the car and you're like nothing to miss back there right you never know crazy people can get <laughs> into cars that one's also like really realistic like that one could happen like you know like some sometimes sure. the urban legends get a little bit unbelievable but that one's like no crazy right. people can really get into your car and like fuck you up like that mm-hmm so yeah, that one that one's crazy. Something I noticed too this time, uh, again after seeing this movie, I don't know how many times, uh, in that opening scene when she reaches back to get her tape to yeah. play, and then she like almost like Precious, swerves yeah. into the next lane or whatever. She almost a and you see, you see the 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 parka, and oh, I've always I've always known that we see the parka, and I just thought like, oh, someone else has the parka, right? But. I am pretty sure that that is actually Rebecca. I think that is her laying there. Like like, yeah, like it's a human hiding. Because because when the gas station attendant looks through that window, that's exactly where he's looking when he right. sees that there's someone in the back seat. So I just never put the pieces like I think we're actually looking at the killer laying down. We that's just can't a see good the face. Point. Yeah. Um, no, I think that's a good point. It's kind of like hiding in plain sight. Like it, yeah. was, it was there all along. You know. Right. Um, that's good. I don't know. I like. I thought that was interesting. I like that. Wow. See, now I'm already ready to rewatch the whole damn movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, Scott, you thank go. you so much for coming on. You have, are, do you have anything else uh, on a uh, oh. legend? Because I think I think no, I yeah, it. I don't, I don't think so. I just, it's such a fun movie, and I'm glad we got to talk about it. And yeah, um, thank you so much for coming on and talking about my new favorite UL. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a I lot think of fun. It's I, a great I, movie. I think so. I've been the past couple of years. I've been doing. Um, I, I'm. You're a real drag queen. I am. So far, I am just a Halloween drag queen. Love um, So for the for the past couple of years, and you, I think you've seen a few of them. Yeah. I did Casey Becker. Yeah, and that then was a I lot did. Of fun. Was um, awesome. I did uh, last year. I did uh, Alice from Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Um, <laughs> nice. Love that. Have you seen? Did I have you seen that one? I don't think I've seen the I'll picture. Have to, I'll have to show you, share it. Please, yeah, please okay. send that to me. That I'll share that amazing. with you. Um, but I think now I kind of want to do Rebecca. I want kind of want to do Brenda. You should. Oh my god, so. it's so perfect, especially that hair. <laughs> Rebecca Gayhart's face some is hair. built for drag. She has got yes. perfect bone structure, 
way too much makeup on, but it works for her. It doesn't look bad. Yeah. And she just has like giant voluminous hair. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. I support <laughs> it. You should do you should do Rebecca Gayhart as Brenda for Halloween drag. Hell yeah. <laughs> if you need any tips, I got you. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. In the event, any yeah. of my lovely listeners want to find you, where can they do so? Yeah, I'm on Twitter. Uh, just uh, Scott uh, AAA13 is my Love handle. It. So if you want to chat horror movies and music, I'm there. Great. Yeah, you guys should check him out. He's a you're a really fun person to discuss horror movies with. And I, I like even the stuff, the stuff you share on Twitter is really funny. And I always like at work on like lunch break, I'll be like scrolling and I'm like hilarious instant, like retweet. <laughs> I, I'm always in the mood for some horror memes and you've got some good ones. I know. Uh, it, it's so funny. Thank you. And I'm amazing. Ah, oh, yes. Um, yeah, no, thank you. And you, so are you. I mean, I, I've oh, loved I, The funny thing is, is I haven't, I'm kind of new to Twitter. I've had a Twitter since like 2012, but mm-hmm. I didn't start actually using it until like last summer. Totally um, and then ironically, and then ironically, everything kind of went to shit for a while with, with yeah. Elon. But, yeah. um, but, uh, but it's been so fun. I'm really like actually diving into it and like meeting people and like, it's a lot of fun. I didn't community and like, it's cool, you know? Um, so yeah, I have a great time on there with you and, and all the other horror fans hell yeah it it took me a really long time to get twitter too i i just did not understand it i never used it like Mm -hmm. uh in in high school or college because i just i just didn't get it and then when i was like okay i kind of want to make a career out of this drag thing i gotta get on the social media as i like really started to learn (laughs) twitter and i was like oh this is okay this is actually really fun and now i i would actually say twitter is probably one of my most used social medias now uh, probably yeah. the most used one I use because it's me too. It's a lot yeah. of fun stuff going on on Twitter. I'm I'm glad I'm <laughs> I'm in on it now. It only took like 10, 12 years to get for me to get on this website. So I totally get being foreign to it. But look at that. It all worked out. Look at that. It all worked, worked out. out. Great. Well, if you guys want to find more of Scott, you can find him on Twitter. And if you want to find more of me, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Queen Cream, uh, Queen underscore Cream on Instagram. If you want to follow, definitely follow the podcast Twitter because I'm always posting announcements, updates, letting you know what movies we're talking about. And I've been doing giveaways lately. I've got Scream Cups uh, that I've given away to some some lovely winners. Uh, So if you want to get free stuff, come follow my account and get, get, uh, get those notifications on. Oh, God. That was the first time I've said that, and I can't believe it. I'm finally becoming one of those content creators. <laughs> ah! <laughs> My soul is passage, sold. I guess. Yeah, the rite of passage. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and also check out the Patreon. We've got bonus uh, group chats. Uh, we watch movies once a month. We do um, uh, bonus episodes. I've covered a bunch of video games. I've talked about like horror concepts. And if you want to be like Scott here and come on the show and talk about a horror movie with me, uh, go check it out. Just come subscribe because it's a good time over there. Uh, we I like our little. A little conversations is always so fun. We it's yeah. a good place for news. Everybody's always sharing their thoughts on like new movies, which is always fun, especially with Scream having just come out again. So, yeah, it's a good time. Uh, go check us out. Thanks for listening to another episode of Debate of the Dead. We will see you next week. Bye bye.